happy to have on the show today, Roy Vela. He's the founder of Vela Ventures. They're an executive consultancy for global leaders. And we're, you were just telling me how getting laid off from your first job was actually the best thing that ever happened to you. So what happened on that day and what has it brought you to? Yeah. So I was working in advertising and marketing. I was at Leo Burnett in Chicago and the project I was working on ended and I was what they call on the beach. And the HR department said, we're looking for the right next role for you. But in the meantime, go see if you can find one as well. And so I ended up joining the new business development team who at the time was using this new technology called PowerPoint. And I was a pretty good tech geek. New business development was working with the CEO and the chief creative officer and the chief marketing officer to pitch the big new business deals. So I got to know the executive team of the whole organization and I got wind that there was a layoff coming and the team was discussing, we're fine because, you know, we, we all work with the exec team. And I was like, actually, I, I don't work here. I'm not technically assigned to the team. Uh, but I had been thinking about business school and maybe I should do it and working on my, working on my essay and whatnot. And sure enough, when the layoff came through, and so instead of going to my boss and saying, Hey, can I be assigned to the team? I just let it ride. And, uh, so sure enough, layoffs came through and the first people to go are the people who aren't assigned to any client. Right. And so sure enough, my head rolled and I went to the CEO. I, I, I knew him very well. I knew his assistant and his assistant said, I heard that you got laid off. I'm like, yeah, but it's okay. Don't worry. Can, do you mind if I have a chat with Bill? And she's sure going, going. And I, I said to the CEO, look, I, I wanted to let you know that you did the right thing that ever since I've been here, it's been a little fat and happy. There's been people not working as hard as they should work. And the organization has been a little bloated and it was the right call. And as a head who rolled, it was the right decision. And he, and I said to him, I know you treat this more like a family than a business sometimes. And I know this must've been a very hard decision for you. He got all choked up and he's like, wow, thank you so much for coming and telling me that it really means a lot. He's like, what are you, what are you thinking? I'm like, actually, it's a good kick in the pants for a lot of people like myself. I was thinking about heading off to business school, but I hadn't submitted my application and this was a good, and he's, and I said, he said, oh, wow, is there anything I can do for you? I'm like, I've got my letters of recommendation and everything, but if you just wrote like a one pager that just, you know me and we work together, I'm sure that would be helpful. He wrote me probably the best three paragraph letter I've ever seen. I was just like, oh my God. And can I say that's what got me into business school? It's a factor. Let's put it that way. And not a bad factor. And I. I put on a backpack, I dropped my application in the mail, put on a backpack and left the country. And I went traveling around the world and found out that I got accepted to business school on a payphone in Sydney. So yeah, so getting laid off was, was monumental. <laughs> it was a, and a lot of people would take it very poorly, but for me, it all worked out. If I hadn't gone to grad school, I never would have met my wife. Blah, blah, blah. So it's one of those things that. So when did you start your first company? Right out of grad school. So some buddies from grad school and I started a fintech company. It wasn't called fintech back in the day. It was, it was an ASP, an application service provider is what we were called back then in online accounting and invoicing and payments. Yeah. Net Abacus was our original name. <laughs> and then we renamed to Rivio. 
workflows and then we got acquired. Yeah. You got acquired. So that was nice on your first business to have an acquisition. Yeah, no, it was, uh, that was an up and down too. We, we were a team of about 35 and we're closing our first real money. We had 15 million coming in, in April of 2000. And if anyone remembers that, that was literally the month where, and everything turned and our fundraising, our VC, we were like, is everything good? Are we good? Are we good? And they're like, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. And two weeks before the close, they paused the funding. And, and we went from accelerating to deciding that we were going to sell the company instead. And, and we're able to do that. Talked to a bunch of different companies, got down to five real serious engagements, had three offers and took one. <clears throat> and yeah. And that company's still around. They, one of the original employees is still there, which is shocking too. But yeah. Anyway. So how long did it take before you went ahead and said, all right, I'm not done. Time for the next business. Not so long. I got, I got pulled into the early days of PayPal. So this was another classmate from business school who was, who was there and said, Hey, I can use some help. And I joined, I'm a, I like to start things. I'm a, I like to get things off the ground. I, I've been called a machete guy. If there's a jungle and it's unclear where the path should be, that's what I do. If you're pounding a path into a road or you want to repair a road, I can do that, but that's not using my full sort of creative abilities. So I joined a group called the, the not, no, it was called the, uh, we were basically called the not eBay group. <laughs> like everything else at, at PayPal was eBay transactions. And we, our job was to get PayPal accepted off of eBay to add other merchants and uh, quickly, I was like, can, can we not be the not us group? That just seems like the wrong name. And so we, we discussed it and became merchant services, which were the, there were three of us at the beginning. And so I was at PayPal for five years and started three new lines of business. It was not alone with a team, merchant services, then travel, then mobile. And that's how I ended up in London is I went over to launch PayPal mobile in London. Was the next jump into Vela Ventures? Almost. So I got recruited. I, we went to London. It was supposed to be a year, maybe two, if we like it. And we stayed for 12, um, <clears throat> got our passports. Didn't think we were coming back actually. But I got recruited out of PayPal by RBS, Royal Bank of Scotland, 250 year old bank, but I was doing mobile and digital for them. And then when I left them, I went horizontal in Bella Ventures and I did a lot of paid, I had retainers and projects and I did a lot of paid strategy and public speaking and, and got addicted to the whole mentor advisor, board member angel for the startup world. And so Bella Ventures is a, is a holding company for all of those activities and working with large and small companies. So in a business like this, is it just word of mouth getting the next client? Uh, yeah. Word of mouth, reputation, LinkedIn, YouTube. I also, as a public speaker, have two different agents, London Speaker Bureau and Speaker's Corner who represent me and who also bring me clients. And so, yeah, I would say it's, a, and, and, and also it's all of your networks. It's, it's my business school network, my law school network, my undergrad, my geographic things, and also being a presence, right? I, I would say, 
participating, posting, things like this. This is a great example, right? People see you, you say something that resonates and they, they want more. A lot of my work in the UK or in EMEA came from someone seeing me at a public event, right? So I'd be hired to speak at a conference. And then a great example is the CEO of Aviva Insurance saw me at a conference, came up afterwards and said, Hey, do you have a section on insurance? I said, yes, I do have a section on insurance. And I went home and did a section on insurance. And then I, and then he's, we're having a leadership offsite. I was learning if you could come and present at our offsite and sure I can do that. And then inside of then every EVP and SVPs, you need to come and present to my team. It was like the top 200. And then I was going in, I presented inside of Viva. I don't know, a couple dozen times, like a lot. And that happens with other clients. The way I'm back in the States was a client had a, had an innovation offsite. I spoke there a couple of years later, they came to me and they said, Hey, we're looking for someone to run North America. You're American <laughs> and, and I'm joking around, but that's how I ended up back in the States. So is it still, is the strategy sessions, the machete technique? I, yeah, I would say yes. I, I, curiosity and opportunity, right? You have to be open to when opportunity knocks and pay attention to that. And, and the opportunities, sometimes they're not phrased as opportunities, right? They're phrased in, in a different context. But yes, like the machete thing is that, that creative problem solving, understanding what people need and what they're looking for, maybe before they do even, right? Like when you're, when you're in a conversation and you're listening, you go, huh, yeah, I could probably help you with this aspect or that aspect. So if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you about your company, your services, how could they do so? Roy Vellad, anywhere it gets to be, right? So on LinkedIn, on Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, whatever. Just my name as one word. I've got a fairly unique name, which is helpful in that regard. So yeah, easy to find. <clears throat> Thank you, Roy, for coming on the show and everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.